All right, guys. So what I wanted to go over today is really just helping you guys speed up your success. Can you believe we're in 2022? Like uh, my daughter was like, yeah, I graduated in 2024 or five or something like that, she said. And every time I think about it, I'm like brought to tears practically because I'm like, oh, my God, like this is not life. Like you are just a baby. And um, yeah, now she's going to be off to college soon and living her best life. So I'm trying to love on her as much as I can now and teach her and coach her and train her for the real world. Right. Uh, so, so it's really exciting. But I kind of wanted to go over this because what I see is, you know, a lot of people you know, sometimes we don't know what we don't know, right? Have any, like my grandmother used to say this, like you don't know what you don't know. And that's like almost a dangerous position to be in is because you're like, man, I know I should be doing something else or doing something, but I don't know exactly what that is. Or I don't know how to actually go about getting to uh, where I need to go, right? Um, and so that's kind of what I want to talk about because I used to be in that same position. I used to not really know which way to go. I used to try to read a lot of books, trying to think about the answer, like what, like where should I be at? How should I be going about this? What's the best avenue? What's the best route? And um, and I feel like this is going to help a lot of you, especially those that are going to catch the replay of this, um, just helping you navigate this process of your life. Like once you learn it, you can apply it every single time for the rest of your life, right? You would never have to, you know, never. Um, and I'm not saying it's going to be a perfect solution for you because obviously there's going to be situations that's going to require a different version of yourself, obviously. But at each version of yourself, you should be able to figure it out, right? You should be able to get to um, as close as possible to the results that you want and be able to maintain or really expand from there. So one of the first things um, on getting to success faster is one, knowing what you need, right? So when I, you know, before I invested in my first coach, I really didn't know what I needed. I, it probably, it took me probably about two to three years to finally invest in a coach. One, that wasn't our culture back in the day, right? Like 10 years ago, 15 years ago, and you guys type in the chat and let me know, was investing in mentorship and coaches like this, was that a thing? Like, did you guys always know uh, that there were people that you could pay and join their community like this and get mentorship, get help and support? Okay, cool. As long as I'm not the only one, because I'm like, I swear, back 10, 15, 20 years ago, I did not know anything about paying someone to be in a community like this, to be able to ask questions, to be able to get support. It's either you had a mentor, right? People used to say, get a mentor. Like that was a thing. You had to get a mentor and you weren't paying this mentor, right? You, they, you just probably looked up, you found somebody that was doing or um, being successful and you would pray that if you asked them for some help or asked them for some guidance, that they would say yes. And sometimes we will look up and find these people and they wouldn't want to help out, right? How many of you guys have been in that situation where you found somebody that you looked up to or found somebody that seemed like they had it going on and you would start asking them questions and they'll be very vague with you. And you're like, yo, just give me the play. Tell me what you did to become successful and they're like really vague like oh i just prayed or i it was jesus right yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. and it's like listen i'm praying too but i'm not getting the results right um and and i get it i get it right because 
there's an energy that goes into mentoring somebody, right? Like, and then there's also people that ask for mentorship that don't take action. For example, my brother, I absolutely love, love, love my brother. One of my favorite people in the world, but my my brother, I mentor him all the time. And mind you, he's my older brother too. He's like five, six years older than me. And I'm always telling him like, listen, I got you. You need to come over here. Um, you need to let me map this out for you. You need to let me, you know, show you what you need to be doing. And I, like I talked to him the other day, I said, hey, you know, what's up? And he's like, yeah, I'm just struggling with this. And, you know, money is tight and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, well, why haven't you come over yet? Like I offered help, right? Like I'm telling you, I'm going to help you. I'm going to hold your hand through this, right? And he's like, I don't know, COVID. I'm like, don't, don't use COVID, bro. Don't use COVID. Um, but it's disappointing because even when you want to mentor, like some people just aren't in that mind frame and that mind space to receive mentorship, right? Um, and and it's heartbreaking for me because it's like, you know, I'm probably the first person in my family to make a million dollars. And I look at my cousins, um, all my other family, and I tell them, I'm like, yo, like if y'all ever need help, if y'all need you know, support, like, let me know, right? Let, let me know. And I'm here for you, right? How many times do you guys think my family has come to ask me or, hey, Krista, can I come over and can I just shadow you for a day? Or can I come over and can you like help me look at this business? Or can you point me in the right direction? Or how do I do this? How, like, tell me how you did what you did. How many of, you, of my family members do you think has literally come over? They got my phone number, right? I even offered I took my family out to um, some restaurant about four or five months ago or six months ago. It was like summertime. And I said, hey, y'all, whoever wants to start a business in the family, meet me at this restaurant and you can ask me anything. Right. Because it gets a point. It gets to a certain point in your life when like it's no fun if the homies can't have none. Right. Like if you're so successful, but your family's still on a struggle bus, like how, how you look. Right. That's how I feel. It's like, how do I look? with my family still on a struggle bus, right? With my family still having to go to a payday advance. Like that looks bad on me. Like I'm not doing my part. So I told him, I was like, listen, meet me here at six o'clock. I'm going to pay for dinner. I'm going to help y'all start your business, right? One, how many people you think showed up? How many people you think actually showed up? I text all my cousins. One person probably. <laughs> my aunts, my uncles. I text them all. I said, hey, come meet me. We don't have a family meeting. I want to show you how to do this. I want to show you how to get on, right? I want to show you how to make this money. Right. So you guys are saying two, one, five, below 10. Yes. So what happened was probably about five people came. And those and one person brought two or three other people that wasn't even in the family. And I was mad. I'm like, why are y'all bringing these outsiders? I said family only. But the outsiders was more excited to talk to me than my family. They were like eating the stuff up, asking me all the questions. My family started having side conversations, talking about God. I don't even know what they were talking about. They wasn't paying attention to me. They just started drinking their mo margaritas, their mojitos, ordering their drinks, right? Ordering they, um, <laughs> their little appetizers. And I left that meeting and I was just like, dang, like I was disappointed, you know, because I wanted like I want my family to be successful. Like I want everybody to win, but I can't make them want it. I can't make them 
you know, ask for help or make them do the work. Right. So I say all that to say, like, we don't know what we don't know. And then when we try to get a mentor, it's like sometimes a mentor is not going to want to give you all the goods because they don't know if you're going to take it anyway. Like they don't know if you're going to implement. And as someone, even for you guys, you know, with your clients, you will let them know like, hey, I need you to stop commingling your funds. Hey, I need you to do it this way. How many of them are paying you money and still don't listen? Right. (laughs) They paid you, buddy. And they still run their business all crazy like. Right. So here's what I want you to know. The first thing that I had to do. Right. Because I used to be very distraught, very lost on like, dang, Crystal, like, how do I get to success? All the all the gurus. Right. Grant Cardone. When that 10x rule, 10x book came out, I read it probably eight times and I would get inspired every time I read that book. Like, yeah, 10x. Yeah, go hard. But then I would close the book and I'd be like, well, go hard on what? (laughs) Like 10x how? You know what I'm saying? Like it was a great motivational book. It was very inspiring, but I still didn't know how to 10x, right? Like what was the ABC one, two, three on how to do on how to 10x, right? So here's the first thing that I had to do. I had to figure out, well, what do I need, right? What do I need right now in this season? And I'm going to teach you guys how I actually problem solve my own issues, right? How I actually been able to work out my own situation so that I never have to depend on, like, yes, we're always going to need mentorship. We should always pay for coaches. You should always seek opportunities to learn from others. Absolutely. But you got to know who to invest in, what to invest in, for you to really get the results that you want. So it's going to start by you sitting down and really getting clear. What actually do I need in this season of my life right now? What do I need? Now, back in 2019, actually, I'm sorry, 2018, for me, I was just engaged to my ex-fiance. We were together like six years, right? I was engaged and I was miserable, okay? I was so miserable. Our rent at the time was $800. And we split that rent 50-50, right? I paid four, he paid four. There were times I couldn't even pay the four, right? And I felt terrible coming to him like, yo, I can't pay my four this month, right? Because in my mind, that's how, I, you know, it was a 50-50 relationship. And so... I was so just trying to figure out how to communicate value to people. That was my problem. I didn't know that that was my problem. But looking back, that was my problem. I had a lot of skills, right? I had a lot of experience. I had prior success, right? I had grown my tax and accounting business to six figures, right? I had billboards all around the city. I had television commercials. I had flyers, right? Um, I was on Fox 2 and Channel 4, right? I was on Arsenio Hall Show. I had commercials on Arsenio Hall Show. Um, I had all of this success, success that I could vouch for, that could vouch for me and my credibility, but I didn't have any clients or any money and I couldn't really figure out what I wanted to do at that time. I'm like, what the heck am I supposed to be doing, God? Every day I was reading books. I was buying courses, right? I was taking classes. I was Googling all the things, watching all the webinars, but I didn't know what the heck I needed. I was like, I don't know what I need. And then I finally found a coach that just resonated with me, right? So here was the first inflection point. 
I found someone who said that, hey, I was here and now I'm here and let me show you how I did it, right? And I was like, okay, this is what I need to invest in. That course was $6,000. Did I have $6,000 in 2018? No, no, I did not. So they said, it was like, okay, we'll put you on a payment plan. It's going to be $2,000 a month for three months. My, when we moved, when we finally moved into a better place, our rent at the time was $1,300 a month. So this was way more than my rent plus utilities to join this program. But in my mind, I was like, he knows something that I don't know. And I need to pay him so he could tell me the things that I know I don't know. I don't know how to communicate value. I don't know how to, you know, scale my marketing activities, right? I don't know how to close a client on a sales call, right? I don't know how to price my services, right? All this stuff he was teaching and I was like, I need to pay him, but I did not know how I was going to get $2,000, right? So what I did was I just watched his free stuff. I was like, okay, his free stuff was good enough that I was like, okay, well, let me, let me try to piece this stuff together. Let me try to figure this out. And what happened in December, 2018, I was able to make something like between five and $8,000. And I took that money and I invested in his program. Now the program was a very, it, it was a very influential part of my life in 2018 because what it did was it gave me the tangibles, right? So I'm gonna put that right here. It gave me the tangibles, right? The one, two, three on marketing, right? And pretty much what I teach is what he taught me, right? I'm teaching you guys what he taught me and what I deployed and what has worked. And now I teach you in my own way or or based upon my experience and um, the thousands of students that I've been able to work with, I've created my own methodology that I'm now able to teach, which was great, right? Because he gave me the tangibles and he helped me take all my experience and all of my trials and tribulations and knowledge and expertise. And he helped me to package that up in a way that I can communicate it to people and help them get results, right? That was a big, big thing for me. But can, can you guys guess what it gave me most this program. What did it give me most? Confidence. Uh, how did y'all know? How did y'all know that? Because Krista, that's what you're giving us. <laughs> exactly. Right. But but how but but why is that such a huge inflection point? Why is that such a huge inflection point? The confidence. Like he ain't, he told me something. I was like, oh, this is great. Absolutely. This makes sense. But internally, it was like a light was shined or shown, however you say that, in my mind. It was like, it was like a shield came off of me. You know what I'm saying? Like I was confident because I saw a I saw the complete picture now. I said, ah, he's showing me the whole picture from start to finish. And the confidence that I got from being and paying that money was the return on my investment. I pretty much paid for confidence. Ooh, and clarity. Yes. Confidence. Ooh, you guys. And clarity. 
This is the jump off. This is the beginning of all of our journeys. Because if you think about the times where you were most unhappy, it was probably a time where you were not confident and you didn't have clarity on what and who you are, what you should do and who you are as a person. If you think about the times where you were most unhappy, either you didn't have confidence or you didn't have clarity or both. So what this guy gave me, he gave me confidence and clarity. I was confident and I believed in myself, right? I'm going to also tell you this at the same time that I invested in his program, Danielle Leslie made her first $1 million and she posted it online. Danielle Leslie made her first $1 million. Here she is, a woman that looks like me. Because in this world, there's not a lot of influential people that look like me. And so I got discouraged. Even the guy I invested in don't look like me, right? So I got discouraged. I'm like, man, maybe this only works for certain type of people. You know what I'm saying? And that was a a limiting belief that I held. So not only did he give me confidence and clarity because I was able to see this picture of value and how to communicate value and how to price and how to, you know, position myself out in the marketplace, but seeing evidence, right? Now I had confidence and clarity, but I also now had evidence that someone that looked like me could be a millionaire and not a superstar. Danielle Leslie is not Oprah. She is not Beyonce, Rihanna. She is a regular woman who lived in New York, who applied the same strategy and was able to make a million dollars and able to become a multimillionaire. So I needed confidence and clarity. And then I needed evidence that someone who looked like me could achieve the type of success that I was looking to achieve. This is the second inflection point. So whenever I want to do something, I'm always looking for evidence. And they don't necessarily have to look like me, right? But darn it, doesn't it help when they do? You know, just uh, psychologically, right? It helps when they do. So this is what happened for me in 2018. So I need you guys to to see, are you at this level? Do you just need the confidence and clarity piece, right? Confidence means... I now feel good to go out and do this thing, right? I don't have imposter syndrome anymore. Imposter syndrome is you are educated. You know what to do, but you still don't feel worthy to do it. That's imposter syndrome. When you know bookkeeping, but you don't want to take on a bookkeeping client or you know tax preparation, but you don't want to get a tax client. That is the definition of imposter syndrome. So how can you move past that imposter syndrome and grab some confidence, right? The confidence is going to come with the clarity, right? So as soon as you know where or what your deficiencies are, you're going to become more confident. And as soon as you see evidence of somebody else that you can resonate with doing what you want to do, that's going to further feed into your confidence. Now let's move into the second phase, right? The second phase is, Now we put, well, what do I need? What I needed was I needed a roadmap. I needed a proven process. I needed a one, two, three, ABC. Okay, that's what I needed. I just need the basics. Like, tell me how to, like I said, how to provide value, how to price, 
you know, how to communicate that, how to close on a sales call. That's what I needed, right? ABC one, two, three for me, basics. And that's what I got from investing in that program. It gave me a lot of confidence and clarity because I'm like, oh, if this multi-million dollar man is telling me that this is the process, that in itself was another confidence piece. As somebody who is at the level that you are at is saying, this is the blueprint, that in itself is an intrinsic confidence piece. And you have greater clarity because they're saying this is the blueprint, okay? Now, the next thing that happened is I needed to realize what am I actually good at, right? Because he told me a lot of things. And I tell you guys a lot of things. We talk about hunting on Facebook. We talk about, you know, going on Facebook groups and friend requesting your idol clients, then figuring out what is, you know, personal about them that you can help, that you can relate to them on. Then sliding in them in their DM with a voice note, right? Then we talk about doing live video, you know, how to go on Google and find out what your idol clients are searching for and to do video content around those, con- those questions um, and those pieces of information that your people are already craving, right? They already want to know it. We talk about raising your prices, right? How to communicate your price. We talk about, you know, how to go through the CDAO process when you get on a sales call, right? How to actually position yourself on a sales call, how to ask for the money. You know, we talk about setting your calendar and hiring and outsourcing. We go over everything in this program. But unfortunately, We are not good at everything in this program, (laughs) nor was I. I, I, Some of the stuff in his program, I was like, sorry if you got children. I was like, hail to the no. I am not doing that, (laughs) right? The same things that you guys tell me, heck no on, are the same things that I told him, heck no on. I said, heck no, I'm not sliding people's DMs. I don't like it. Nope. Next. (laughs) Stop. (laughs) I felt the same way. Right. He had one part in his program where he actually um, would tell us to send snail mail. um, He called it lumpy mail. As I know, don't like that. Not doing it. (laughs) I'm not sending lumpy mail to nobody. I don't like it. So so here's what now we need to know. Right. Because let me tell you. If I had listened to this man back in 2018, let me rephrase that. If I had listened to everything this man told me to do back in 2018, I probably would have made about $10 million right now. Do you know that? I kicked myself. I I started kicking myself a few months ago when I sat down and I went back to his program and I said, Lord, why did I stray away from this? Why didn't I follow the heck what he was saying? Why didn't I do exactly what he said I I should have done? Why didn't I price exactly how he said I should price? Why did I just, yes, I was successful even doing half the stuff he said, but Lord, I probably left millions of dollars on the table the past 24 months because I did not execute everything in that program. It was just too much and I wasn't ready for it. Now this year, I'm just now getting into a position mentally that I am ready to execute the things in that program, all of the things in that program, right? I got half of it down packed. The other 50%, I'm ready to now go back and do, right? Now I'm ready to go back and do it. But I kick myself and I'm like, wow, had I listened, 
Lord, who knows what it like 10 X. I would have been 10 X right now. So here's what I want you to know. We got to know our deficiencies, right? I know right now that I am not good at email marketing. Every time I send an email, do I make money? Yes or no? Yes. Every time I send an email, I make money. Thousands of dollars. Ask me how many emails I sent last year. Type it in the chat. Lita says 10. Yeah, probably probably about under Angie. Dang, Angie. Angie says zero. You don't be believing in me, Angie. Okay, Angie, I, you know, I, I thought you was the homie, okay? Listen, I probably sent um, maybe eight emails last year. Eight emails all 2021. Do you know how many emails this man told me to send in this program three years ago? Four years ago. I'm sorry. See, time. I, didn't, I can't even keep up with time. This man sends, or he was sending an email per day, five days a week. And these were value emails. These weren't just sales emails. These were actual, every morning he said that he would start his day. Um, he'll do his routine, his morning routine. And the first thing that he did for that day was craft the email for that day. And he would either send a client testimonial. He'll tell a story about a problem. Like they were always value added emails, right? And at the end of the email, he would always put his call to action, which was, if you want to work with me, book a strategy session. The same things that I, I teach you guys, right? If you want to work with me, if you want these results, if you want to solve this problem, book a call with me. He went from email a day, and he did this for like three years straight, to going to three emails per week. Now, if we do three emails, can someone do the math for me? My handy dandy calculator, three emails times 52 weeks, that's 156 emails that he sends on average per year. I sent eight. So no wonder the, the huge difference in income from me to him just on this one point. Just on this one point, I know that I make money every time I send an email, but how many opportunities did he give himself to make money last year? He gave himself 156 opportunities to make money, to help people. I gave myself eight opportunities to help people and to make money. I can't blame nobody but myself. It's my fault. Why? Because I don't like email. I hate it. I don't like it. I don't want to do it. Now, here's the fix. Now that I know I'm not good at it, now that I know I am more self-aware, now what do we do? We get help for it. Okay? So now I'm going to put here, we're going to get help for the things we do not like. I want you guys to get help now so that you don't have to go through this problem that I'm going through right now. Two years, three years, ugh, I keep saying two years. This was 2018, 19, 20, 21. Now we're in 2022, almost four years ago. Actually four years, because it was December. Well, January, December. So almost four years, 
I'm just now being in a mind frame and the capacity to go back and listen to do the things that I should have been doing already, right? So now what I'm doing, we, we are going to hire and outsource the things we are not good at or do not want to do. So on my list, I'm going to show you guys some internal documents of mine so you can see what I'm about to do in my own business right now. So let me pull up my Word document and let's go to this tab right here. And we are going to pull up 2022. There we go. You guys can see my screen okay? All right. And I'll give this to you guys too. I'll give you a lot of these templates that I had to create for myself. So let's scroll down to email specialist. Boom. Create and send high converting and value added emails three times per week. Scrape all emails and put into funnel sequence. Scrape emails from all email accounts. Scrape emails from live chats, LinkedIn, websites, Facebook threads. We want to gather all the emails that we have ever had and ever been sent over the past four years and put them into a sequence, right? So we'll have an email sequence for clients. We'll have an email sequence for prospects. We'll have an email sequence for those that register through a webinar. We'll have a, like, I am literally, literally about to invest in someone to map out our email sequence funnel for us. Let me show you, let me give you an example of what that will look like. Email sequence funnel and let me show you how intricate this stuff can look right so let me just google it and so let me see this is a good i think sample right here something like this right so this is so so what you want to do you want to have obviously we have our buyer attraction method right your ebook your ebook is going to get people on your on your email list. Then you have your videos where you say, hey, if you want to schedule a call with me here, go ahead and book a call. You need to be putting all those people that booked a call with you on your email list, right? So anybody that ever got your ebook on an email list, all your tax clients on an email list, bookkeeping clients on an email list, everybody needs to go on an email list. Why? Because every time we send an email, we make money right? There's an opportunity to communicate value. And there's an opportunity that once you communicate that value, that now you can actually get that, get that person as a client, right? So you want to, you want to be very intentional about this. So let me go back to the post. Now what I did, um, if we go to Upwork right here, and I'm, I'm about to source for this, I've already posted the job post. And I've identified the, the email campaign that we're going to use. And we want to use um, Active Campaign, which is a very robust CRM, I guess, or it's an email, uh, email um, sequence software, right? It's way more um, intricate than MailChimp. MailChimp is a great place to start. That's where I've been at for the past couple of years. Stay there for right now. Active Campaign is the next level up when you are really like, we want some pipelines, right? So I posted this and I'm about to source for this job. So I got 42 people that applied. I said, hey, I'm looking for a superstar email person. You're going to be responsible for setting up all our email sequences, all of our funnels. Now look at this. 
$15 an hour. Initially upfront, I'm probably going to have to pay them maybe on a very conservative end, maybe 40 hours, right? That's two weeks. They're probably going to take two weeks to set everything up, right? Just to get all of my, because I got emails all over the place at this point, right? Four years, 20 different products that we offer. Um, there's emails all over the place. So it's going to take them about two weeks to set all of this up. $15 an hour at two weeks, that's 80 hours. So my initial investment is going to be about $1,200 for this person, right? $1,200. I guarantee you I make more than $1,200 sending out one email. Just one email. I guarantee you I make more than that. You guys are the same way too. When you get into the process of communicating frequently with your ideal clients, one bookkeeping client is $6,000, right? That's $500 per month. And a lot of you are charging well over $500 per month. One corporate tax return is $1,000. And there's a lot of you that charge way more than $1,000 for a corporate return. So th these are return on investments. This is an ROI. And I wish I would have kept telling myself ROI, ROI, as opposed to I don't feel like it. It doesn't feel good. I don't want to do it. I kept saying, I don't want to do this. It doesn't feel good. I don't like it. As opposed to looking at it like, yo, this is a return on investment. This means that whatever time or money you put into it, you're going to get a multiple in return, right? You put in one, you're going to get back 10. So for me, I'm willing to pay $1,200 right now to have somebody set this up. Why? Because I'm going to have it set up for, forever now, right? It's going to be an asset that I'm going to have. And now I'm going to put someone else. I'm going to do another job post looking for a copywriter, right? I'm going to say, hey, your job is to create three high converting emails every single week. That person, a copywriter, let's just see how much the going rates are for a copywriter right now. So let me type in copywriter. And now $23 an hour, 50, 45, 32, some as high as 215, right? But these are some really good people. So Rose Ann, $15 an hour, 100% job success. She's earned $5,000. She actually helps e-commerce and course creators with email marketing. Boom. I like Rose. I'm going to heart her because I'm going to come back to this for later. Right? And so let's do the math. If it's going to take Rose maybe two hours per email, that's $30 an email. Right? So even for you, even if you start off at one email a week, you are, and if she did this for you every single week for 52 weeks, do, don't you think that you're going to book some appointments? Don't you think people are going to start booking calls? You're going to have more people to book strategy sessions with you. And from those strategy sessions, you're going to turn those into paid clients, right? So every week for $30, she can be sending out a high converting email. Now for me, I'm going to put her on three times a week. So now my investment is just $90 for the week. I spent $32 today at Starbucks. Okay. Me and my kids, because they, they got to order three drinks a piece. I can give her $90 to help me have a return on investment. I, I lost money today at Starbucks, right? I'm not going to get that money back. 
the drinks are gone. Okay. <laughs> but Rose, Rose is going to help me have a multiple on my money. So when you guys are looking at your marketing strategies, when you're looking at the skills, right? You don't have to be the person to do the thing. I don't want you to miss out on money or on growth and on scaling your business because you don't feel like it. Okay, we'll pay somebody who does feel like it, right? Have somebody who does feel like it do it for you. Today, I was talking to one of my clients. She says, hey, I need to do this. I need to do this marketing. And she said, you know what? I'm gonna ask my husband. I said, yes, ask your husband, put him to work, right? Put your husband to work. Say, hey, honey, I need three emails every week. I need your support on this because every time I send an email, I make money. Or, hey, honey, I need your help with our, our social media or going live. I need you to create the content for me so that I can go live on, right? Because when you bring in $20,000 a month, honey going to be proud. <laughs> honey going to be like, yes, <laughs> like let's go, okay? So it's a return on investment and we need to get our VIPs on board, our very important people on board with this. So. What I'm doing and what I should have done three years ago, I should have just outsourced for this. I should have put myself on a budget to say, hey, this man is telling me to send emails or this man is telling me to do my outreach or this man is telling me to send lumpy mail. Let me let me figure out who can I pay $20 to come over here and do this for me because I'm just not going to do it. I know me. I didn't do it. Now, if we look at so if I was to tell you that out of these eight emails, I probably generated $200,000 in revenue. How much money am I making per email? $25,000 per email. Absolutely. That is absolutely ridiculous. Now, if I would have sent 156 emails, how much money would I make last year? I'm like, I'm like making myself angry right now just going through this with you guys. So this is a live situation you guys are seeing and about to witness, okay? If I would have sent the 156 emails, how much money would I make last year? Chantel, $3.9 million, right? $3.9 million. My coach, he makes six mil. He makes six million dollars a year or last year. He made six million dollars last year. So how much money did I lose because I didn't feel like it? <laughs> Shane was like a lot, pleaded too much. I lost a lot of money. And this was just one strategy. This was just one strategy that I did not do that he said to do. So I literally, I made a little bit over a half, a little bit over a $1 million last year in 2021. $1,060,000, something like that. Just with email, I could have probably made an additional $2 million. I screwed myself. What could I have done with an additional $2 million right now? A lot. <laughs> now, let me flip this on y'all because y'all going to feel some of my pain right now. Okay? <laughs> y'all going to feel my pain. There are some of you in this room tonight that have 
for, that, that have gotten success, right? That have gotten clients using these strategies, right? And let's just say over the past year, and I'm just thinking about some of my top clients who I know have been doing these strategies or they pay people to do them because they've been listening to me for the past couple of years. They pay people to do a lot of this stuff for them. The average person that has actually done the stuff gets to $150,000 between 12 and 18 months of doing the things. How much is that per month? That's about $12,500 consistently. I always say consistently because you guys know you guys can crack $12,500 in the tax season in a month, right? You can crack that this month in February. You could probably crack twenty or thirty in February. You could crack another twenty in March, right? That's all fine and dandy, but we're talking about bringing in uh, $12,500 every single month consistently throughout the year, even after tax season, okay? Now, the, the, this is the person that actually does, let me list it here. This is a person that does outreach on Facebook and they do videos and then they have strategy sessions. These three components, all of the clients that are making over $150,000, they do these three components consistently or they pay people to do it consistently. Like Marche, I don't know if Marche on the phone right now, but Marche, I should have followed her last year because she had already hired somebody on Upwork last year to do her email. She was like, Krista, I, I, I don't really like doing emails. Um, I really don't. Like she says, words just don't come to her like that. So she paid somebody. She was paying somebody $10 per email, $10 per email last year to consistently send out. And she consistently sent out a newsletter email every single week last, last week. I mean, last, uh, last year. She was one of the people that texted me and said, hey, it's it, it was like August or October. And she's like, I'm already at six figures. And she's like, I want to thank you because I have never made this amount of money every single month after tax season. She was cracking 13 to 15 grand a month last year. So I know she's going to be um, double that this year doing the same things. But what did she do? She did her videos and she had a VA on outreach and on email. So let me put that right here, outreach and email. And then she was funneling everybody of those to strategy sessions. There was another strategy that I told her to do, which was partnering with lateral partnerships. So she did that last year. She actually partnered with lateral partners. So in her niche, her niche is um, salon owners, right? And I told her, I said, who are the influencers in the salon owner space? So we did some research. We found four, five, six influencers. I said, reach out to them. She did. She booked them. They wanted her. They was like, yes, I want you to actually come to my community and teach on taxes and bookkeeping. Those partnerships turned into paid to strategy sessions to pay clients. She even went to events for these influencers and taught live, right? Taxes and bookkeeping last year. Those clients that she taught live became bookkeeping and tax clients. And then what happened? So now she has a dozen or more bookkeeping clients paying her $350 plus per month. They started referring their people to her. So it's a self-fulfilling prophecy. You just got to do the work until you start building up some momentum. So let's compare that to somebody who doesn't do the work consistently, right? They, they, they don't do their outreach or they don't have somebody doing it. They don't spend email. And last year, they made $30,000. That's still an okay year to be self-employed. You made this from thin air. That's still great. 
But guess what? If you had the same strategies that Marche had, if you had the same information and she was able to make 150 and you were 30, that's a problem. How much money did, did this did person number two leave on the table last year? They left $120,000 on the table. Gone. What could you do with the extra 120 right now? I know what I could do with the extra 120. Pay somebody to do these emails. <laughs> Hire people, yes, right? That's extra $120,000. If you divide that over 12 months, that was that's an extra $10,000 a month that a lot of you missed out because you joined the same time as Marche. If you joined in 2020 and you're not at 150, it's because you just didn't follow everything that was given to you, just like I didn't follow everything that was given to me. There's people in my coach's program right? And his program, the one that makes $6 million last year, that makes $10 million. They make more money than him, but they still pay him for coaching, right? They make two, three, four, five million dollars. Actually, Danielle Leslie paid the same person for coaching, right? So it's always going to be those that, and I'm pretty sure there's people that have joined his program when I joined. I joined it in 2018 that are probably 10 steps ahead of me right now. I know for a fact. These folks are 10 steps ahead of me, already at half of a million dollars a month, a million dollars a month. And little old me, I'm still over here on a struggle bus, right? (laughs) Because I don't want to follow the plan. I don't want to do the work because I didn't want to do it. I don't like it. So now what I want you guys to do, I want you to outsource. If you do not like doing anything that I tell you to do, but you psychologically understand it works like intellectually you understand how finding your ideal client and making a genuine connection with them and reaching out to them letting them know how you can help you understand intellectually how that can generate a result yes 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 you understand how ah yes that makes sense krista but i still don't want to do it (laughs) that makes sense but i still don't want to do it that's uncomfortable. That's salesy. Well, how else people supposed to know who you are and how you can help? So outsource, pay somebody to do it for you. Pay somebody to do it. You don't want to sound salesy. Fine. Let somebody else sound salesy, but let them follow the strategy that's in a program. Build a connection, right? Have them book the strategy cost for you. Now, there are some of you, strategy sessions is a problem for you. you. You can't close a client. Go through the program, rewatch the videos. But if you're still like, mm, I just still can't close these clients, how about we get some support on it? You can outsource that function, right? So let me show you. Right now, I personally have a job post up for an inbound, outbound sales agent. So let me go to my active jobs that is open right now. And I am looking for an inbound, outbound sales agent. I had 36 people to apply to handle my phone calls for me, my sales costs, right? Because we have great customer support. But at this point, I don't mind doing sales calls. I actually quite enjoy them, but I don't have the time to do sales calls. But I know that these are important. I know that I've. Th- this is one of the other strategies that 
I was told to do that I didn't do that I've literally lost hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars on the table because I didn't want to be on the phone anymore. I literally in 2019 would have eight to 10 strategy sessions booked out from doing these marketing strategies that, that I'm showing you, reaching out to people, doing video, reaching out to people, doing video, reaching out to people, doing video. I would have eight to 10 strategy sessions booked on my calendar every day, even on the weekends. My kids was like, you always on the phone, mom. Like, I'm trying to, you guys want to go to Disney World next year, right? Okay, well, let, let me work. Let me work. But I got so burned out doing strategy sessions in 2019 that I stopped. I said, I am not doing another freaking phone call again. I've literally left. Okay, so let's, let's, let's do the math now. If I was closing one and uh, five clients, right, which is a 20% close rate, and I was having 10 calls a day. So how many clients was I closing per day? Come on, accountants. Okay, two. I was closing two clients. Now, if the average person was paying me $4,000, how much was I making per day? 8K. I was making 8K a day, okay? Times that, and let's just say I did that for Monday through Friday. I was bringing in... Uh, on average, $40,000 a week. Now, mind you, these weren't, they weren't just paying me 8K. They, they were on payment plans, okay? But that was a total cost. So it's like you selling like a CFO package for $1,000 a month, that's $12,000 a year. They're not paying you the whole $12,000 up front. It's a, it's a payment arrangement, right? They're gonna be paying you every single month, right? Th this is my situation too, $40,000, right? So let's just do the math. 40,000 in receivables a week times four equals how much? 160,000 a month in receivables. Over a year, that was $1.92 million that I was tracking. And now I'm getting mad all over again because I didn't even know that. $1.9 million, I was what they call run rate. My run rate, I was tracking to make that amount of money had I kept doing that every single day. Now, mind you, could I have kept doing that every single day by myself, 10 phone calls every single day, back to back from 8 a.m. to 10 p.m. at night, I had strategy sessions. That wasn't sustainable for me at all. I was burned out. After the first, mm, I'm going to say six to nine months, I was done. I was like, I don't want to do this anymore. My coach said in his program, because I didn't personally talk to this person. He said, hire. Hire a sales agent. Put them on the phone. What did I think about that in 2019? I said, oh my God, I'm doing all these strategy sessions. Now I got to go post a job. Now I got to hire. Now I got to train and teach somebody. Now they got to understand what I'm selling and how to do it and what the benefits are. In my mind, it was such a huge 
goal or feat to overcome to post a job, hire and train. And then it might not even work out because I had already been burned more than a dozen times from hiring people. Right. In my mind, I was like, this is not worth it. Was it worth it, guys? Yes. And I didn't even know it until now. I never did this math. I knew I felt like, man, I should have hired somebody a long time ago. But I never knew how much it has truly cost me by not doing the hard things. How much money are you losing right now by not doing the hard things? If it was easy, everybody would be making $1.9 million a year or $250,000 a year or half of a million dollars a year. Make no mistake, the average salary in the United States is between sixty dollars and $79,000 a year. The average is about $75,000. If it was easy to make what some of you guys are making, $150,000, $250,000 in a year, that's not common. The average worker makes $75,000. The average business makes around $100,000 but they bring in less than that because of overhead and expenses. And that might not be even accurate. So let me just double check. How much does the average small business owner make? Let's see really quick. I wanna get an accurate number for you guys. The average small business owner makes $73,000 a year, okay? So if the average worker makes 70 and the average business makes 70, you guys get into 150 and 250 and a half a million is not normal. It is hard, right? But why don't we get there? Why don't we get to the, the income goals? We do not like working hard, period. We don't like working hard. How much money are you losing by not working hard? How much money did I lose from 2019, 2020? I'm sorry, I skipped the whole year. 2020 and 2021. I had three years to get this together. Myself should have went to Upwork and I should have interview people. I should have got some people in place. I should have put some people on the phones. I should have let them close the clients. I should have paid them a commission, right? By not doing the hard things, I've literally probably left. If we average this out minus commission, let's just say over three years, that's an extra $3 million a year in income slash revenue that is gone, disappeared. I would never see that money. Never knew how it could impact in my life for these years. How much more impact could I have had for those years? How many more clients could I have had supported for those years? How many more people's lives could I have helped change and influence in those years? Some people haven't, haven't maybe my not being obedient and doing the hard things has impacted some people that I don't even know because I couldn't reach them. There's some people that was probably struggling in 2019, 2020 and 2021 because they didn't know about me because <laughs> I couldn't reach them. So you not doing the hard things can actually impact other people. We do not like working hard. Yes. Okay. So what's the solution? hire somebody. 
I rather have, let me tell you, I rather have half of a half of three million dollars and had somebody work for it than not have any of this money. So you should be thinking about the same thing. You rather have half of half of a million dollars, right? So if you were to hire some of these key people to do some of these key things that you know you should do, you'd rather be bringing in $250,000 a year not doing none of it than to bring in whatever you're bringing in now trying to do it all by yourself and you hate it. And it's driving you crazy and you're overwhelmed and you're getting discouraged, right? Because you're not good at it. So either you're going to do the things that you're good at and just focus on that and outsource the other stuff or come back, come, let's have this conversation three years from now and see where you're at. Well, let me tell you, there comes a point when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, my grandmother used to say, right? I'm at a point in my business, I'm seeing all of my colleagues in the industry win, right? And for me, these folks making $14 million, uh, uh, Terry Ijeoma made $36 million last year, a black woman, $36 million last year. Terry ain't doing nothing that I'm not doing, but you know what? She, she's doing a lot more than what, well, what should I say? She doesn't know anything that I don't know is what I'm trying to say, but she's doing the hard work or she has people doing the hard work that I wasn't willing to have people do. You know what I'm saying? So either you're going to do the hard work or you're going to pay somebody to do the hard work. But in order to get to the success that a lot of you guys want to get to, the hard work needs to be done. It is not a walk in a park to get to 250. Maybe if you're an e-commerce store and selling a widget or a back scratcher or a cat thing, <laughs> you can sell a million of those in a day. But we're selling services, professional services. It is not easy to get to 250 a half a million dollars selling a professional service unless you are doing the hard work. All right. So here's where I'm at right now, right? Knowing what you are actually good at. I'm not good at email. So guess what? I'm about to hire so many people this year. It's ridiculous. All of these people, all of this stuff, I don't like to do. Look at this. It's about 30 things on this list I don't like to do that I need people to do for me. Set an appointment, boom. Set 100 appointments per day. Bam, Instagram. Do all the outreach for Instagram. I'm putting it on here. Facebook, here's what I need you to do for Facebook, right? I'm listening it all out because it has to get done this year. This is the year that I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. This is the year where I'm saying, no, we're going to have the impact that we want to have. And now it's, it's, it's time to stop playing small. It's time to stop. Oh, I don't feel like it. I don't like it. No. Okay. Well, get somebody else to do it. And right now I'm talking to myself right now, right? Like, no, Krista, you got too much potential. You got too much to share with the world for you to be sitting by saying you don't feel like it or sitting by thinking that this is good enough. It's not good enough. You can do better, be better. The next thing we need to do is know your weaknesses. Now, this is what I had to do. I had to sit back and say, what are my weaknesses? Now, I already told you, we need to know what we're good at, what we're not good at. Weaknesses is different. Weaknesses are areas of yourself that needs to be improved, okay? My weakness in 2018, actually, 
let's just put from 20, from the time I started my, my tax and accounting business to about 2018 was money mismanagement. This was my huge weakness because ain't no way in the world that I was making $100,000 a year and still broke. Ain't no way in the world, right? If we go back, if the average person, if the average business is making 73, and let me actually get the other data. So the average business owner makes $73,000 a year. How much does the average worker make? Okay, so it's 71. So I was right. So they're both kind of equal. The average worker and the average business makes about 70K. There's no way in the world that I was making $100,000 a year and still on a struggle bus, okay? I had debt. Um, I had bank overdrafts. I had um, bounce checks, okay? Um, there was a time, and I'm not proud to admit this, there was a time where I would go to the ATM and Bank of America used to let you overdraft your account. I don't know if y'all knew this. But I knew it. Bank of America will let clients overdraft their account for a $36 fee. The warning used to pop up. I used to put my debit card in there and say, and I used to put $200 and say, warning, you don't have $200. Uh, if you take this money out, we will charge you an overdraft fee. And I used to say, yes. Give me the $200 now. So in essence, what Bank of America was doing, they was acting as a cash advance, right? Because they was really only giving, letting people overdraft if they saw that you had direct deposits coming into your account. So Bank of America knew my check was going in there every Friday. So they was like, okay, we're going to give her this $200 now because we know that paycheck is going to hit in a few days, in seven days. Bank of America knew it. I knew it. They was a cash advance. I don't know if they still a cash advance today, but let me tell you that Bank of America helped a sister out for a few years. Okay, so I will go to the ATM and take out that two hundred dollars, and thank God they did. I I was more than happy to pay the thirty six dollar fee for two hundred dollars because that meant gas in my car, right? That meant food on my table. But why, when I was making on average, $10,000 a month. I don't know. I can't tell you why. But let me tell you again, when you're sick and tired of being sick and tired, that's when you start trying to solve your problem. So I got to a situation where I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. And by the grace of God, somebody gave me Dave Ramsey's book. Dave Ramsey's, what was the book called, guys? Lord, I should know it. What? Is it Total Money Makeover? Total money makeover. There we go. Total money makeover. I read that book and here's what he said. He said, if you can't manage a dollar, what in the world make you think you can manage a million or a thousand or 10,000? He said, you can't even manage one dollar. He says, start there first, <laughs> right? And so here's what I did. Dave Ramsey completely changed my money habits. He said, save every, he said, save, what was it? 10 to 20% of every dollar that you got in. I think it was 10%, okay? But let me tell you, I got aggressive. So at first I started with 10%. So every time a client paid me, if a client paid me $500 for bookkeeping, 
I put away immediately $50. I swear to God, I would immediately take 10% off the top and put it into a separate bank account. It was my savings account. And I looked up and I was completely astonished that within about a couple of months, I had a few thousand dollars in this account. I've never in my life had personally saved that amount of money. Now, let me tell you, I generated income, right? And one lump sum of that money. I've received refunds in one lump sum of that money, but I have never personally been disciplined enough in my life to have saved a few thousand dollars in the bank on my own, unless it was a lump sum coming in the bank. This strategy changed my life and I got addicted to seeing money in the bank. I got addicted. I was like, oh my God, this is the same person that was just using Bank of America as a cash advance. And now I'm in a position where I'm literally saving money. So what did I start to do? I had money in the bank, money saved. I started to pay off my debt. Now, unfortunately, I wish I would have knew this before I filed bankruptcy. I filed bankruptcy uh, 2016. I started doing this strategy like 2017, right? So unfortunately, I was like, dang, I wish I, like, I regret filing bankruptcy because had I actually not filed, I wouldn't have that as a negative experience on my credit report because had I known that I could actually have saved that. Now, some people, bankruptcy is a beautiful option. Don't get me wrong. Some people, heck, Donald Trump <laughs> filed bankruptcy with three times. Dave Ramsey filed bankruptcy. Okay, so let's 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 shout out to Dave Ramsey for 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 the strategy, but still have filed has has a bankruptcy file. What I'm just saying for my personal situation, had I known this strategy before, it wouldn't have been necessary for me to have filed bankruptcy. I didn't have an insolvency problem. What did I have, guys? I wasn't truly insolvent. There are people that have medical bills like they are truly underwater. I was not truly underwater. I had a money mismanagement problem. I didn't know how to manage my money, how to budget my money, right? I didn't have an insolvency problem. There are some people that legitimately do and that need bankruptcy as a solution. I needed to just figure out how to save. And once I figured that out, now I was able to pay off my debt. And I was so relieved that I had finally paid off my debt. Like, I was like, oh my God, this is, I paid off my student loans. I paid off um, this little, my, my little black Mercedes that I was driving. I paid off some old debt of people that I owe money to, companies that I owe money to, right? I paid off all this debt bit by bit. And I was so proud of myself, but it only came off the back of this strategy. After I paid off my debt, I started to save 20%, sometimes even 50% of all the money that I was making. Going into 2020, I had multiple six figures in the bank using this strategy. So when COVID happened, I was like, oh, well, thank God for Dave Ramsey, <laughs> because I was already in the habit of saving my money, right? It was already an addiction for me. So here's what I want you to know. What weaknesses do you have that is prohibiting you from reaching your goals? What is your weakness? Is it money? Is it time? You know, like look at where in your life are you sick and tired of being sick and tired? Where in your life are you like, this is, this has got to give. I do not like it here, <laughs> right? Where in your life are you feeling this way? 
So a few of you are saying my nine to five, right? So your nine to five, if we go back to this, your nine to five is nothing but doing the work that you don't want to do. Yeah, I was working my nine to five too. But guess what? When I was working my nine to five, I was staying up to three or four o'clock in the morning, studying for the EA exam and working on my marketing strategy. I was waking back up at 7 a.m., taking my kids to school and to daycare and going into my nine to five. In between clients at my nine to five, I was working on my business. I'm sorry, Chase Bank, I was. I was working on my business in between my in between taking clients. I would pick up my kids at five, go back home, play with them, cook dinner, put them in a bath, put them to sleep and do it all over again to about three or four o'clock in the morning. How bad do you want it? Yes, again. If, if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. Everybody. It's not easy to work your nine to five and grow this business on the side and still take care of your family and still be the super woman and superman that you are. It is absolutely difficult. Anybody telling you that it's easy is lying. It is the hardest, one of the hardest things that you are going to venture down and do in your life is to figure out how to grow this business on the side and get it to the level. But guess what? You are in a greater position than most people. Why? Because you have cash coming in. And if you can really learn how to manage your money, you can pay for a lot of support right now while you're bringing in that nine to five paycheck. If you can really buckle down and budget, you can get a lot of support to help you do this on the side. You can pay a VA, start them off with $30 a week. Pay a VA to start booking some strategy sessions for you after work and on the weekends. Pay them to be booking your tax appointments. Pay them to answer your emails while you're at work. Pay them to, excuse me, follow up with your clients and collect their W-2s, their 1099s. You have something beautiful that most people don't have right now. You have consistent income coming in. And that is a game changer for you. You are dangerous because now with the right money management habits, you can outsource your weaknesses and opportunities. You can outsource the things that you don't want to do if you just balance your checkbook right. Right. For me, it was I, I literally gave up a whole car. I remember when they picked it up, I was sad. I was driving a 2000 and something Dodge Avenger. It was like the baby version of the Charger, right? And I love that car. And they picked it up one morning because I told them, they called me. They was like, hey, Krista, we're trying to work out payment arrangements with you. You're behind. And I'm like, yeah, you know what? Um, I, I can't afford it. And next thing I know, they was picking it up. So I called the bank. I was like, yo, why are you picking up my car? You said you was going to work with me. They were like, yeah, as soon as you told us you couldn't afford it, that was your admission to us that, you know, our asset was now in danger. I said, really? That was, y'all can do that? It was like, yeah, you already behind. So yeah, we could pick it up. But me telling them I couldn't afford it was me admitting to them that their asset, this is their asset, their, their recourse for this loan. So they had to go get their asset back, right? Because now they've already paid for something that they are that the borrower is already saying that they can't afford. So they picked that car up that night. 
I woke up like, oh, they wasn't playing. But what did I do? I purchased, let me show you. I purchased a 1993 Toyota Camry for $1,500. This was what I was driving. And I didn't care that they that they um, picked up that car because I had this baby. I was like, yeah, that's okay. You can have the Dodge Avenger. But I had my little 1999. There's good ratings on this Camry too. Okay, Camry. Um, but I had this car. I didn't care. Yeah, it was not fancy. I was not, I was not a baddie driving that. <laughs> right? It was, but listen, where did it get me? It got me to work. It got me to drop off my kids. And uh, I was paying $700 a month for that Dodge Avenger. So in my mind, I rationalized. I was like, Krista, you can say I stopped paying my car note, right, on that Dodge Avenger to save up to buy this car. Because I was like, all I got to do is save up for two months and I can get a car cash, right, to, to take me back and forth to where I need to go. So two months, I was able to buy this car cash because I stopped paying my bill. So when they took my car, I still had something to roll in. But let me tell you to go back. This was the, the sacrifice that I had to take because $700 a month times 12, that's $8,000 a year, right? So now in my mind, if we look at the math, right? We look at the trade-off. I'm taking $700 a month now and I'm pocketing it back into my pocket. Where did you think this $700 now went, right? It went to my tax and bookkeeping business, right? This helped me with marketing, Unfortunately, I was paying rent, right? I was paying my rent was three something a month when I first got my building. I do not advise any of you to, to go out and get a storefront if you don't have to right now, right? But I was paying for rent. But imagine if you had an extra $700 a month right now, this is game changer for your business when you're talking about a VA, right? For marketing, where you're talking about a VA for um, your, your, your customer and operations, right? Because let's look at, the the cost again a va is going to be about twelve dollars an hour you put her on for two hours a day that's twenty four dollars a day for five days that's one hundred and twenty dollars a week for a month that's about four hundred and eighty dollars right here in a month now we still got this we still got some money to play with right we still have some money to play with. So we still got $220. So now let's see if we want to put somebody on email marketing, right? We, we negotiate $10 to $20 an email, for example, and say, hey, I want um, two emails a week. How much is that? So let's just say $10. That's $20 a week out of the month. That's $80 right here. Boom. We still got some money out of this $700, right? We got $140 to play with. There's so much opportunity. Those of you that actually have a nine to five job that can that you can do. And even those that don't, it's all about reallocation of resources. I had the money. I was just I was prioritizing the money somewhere else. Right. So I was able to get back $700 a month just by getting rid of that car temporarily. Right. Not not riding fly temporarily. What else do I do? Did I do? I stopped getting my hair done professionally. Getting my hair done was costing me about $60 a week. I would go in for my pressing curl, okay? Well, that's $240 a month right here. That's a whole nother marketing VA person, 
right? I stopped getting my nails done. Right. That I don't know. That was probably another thirty five dollars a week. So that's another one hundred and forty dollars a month. I cut off cable. Right. And now cable don't even I have, can't remember the last time I had cable anyway. But I cut that off. That was another uh, whatever hundred dollars a month. Right. Um, I got a different phone plan. Right. I was with Sprint and I went I went to like Boost or something mobile, right? So my Boost mobile was like $45 a month from the $100 a month that I was spending. So I was saving $45 a month. So you see, I started to reallocate all these resources. At the end of the month, I had probably an additional $1,200 in income that I now could play with for my business. And if I was smart, unfortunately, I was 23 when I started this venture, I was smart enough to do this, but I still was like still on the struggle bus, right? Obviously, I'm still on the struggle bus. But let me tell you, did I get to six figures? Absolutely, I got to six figures. Absolutely, I made $100,000, right? Absolutely, I was making $20,000 a month during tax season. Absolutely. But it came with sacrifice. It came with a lot of giving up of the things that I enjoyed the most, of being comfortable. There's a quote that I love. It says, you sacrifice the things today so you can live how other people wish to live down, down the road. You sacrifice the things today so that three years from now, four years from now, people are looking at you like, man, I wish I could be at that level or I wish I can get there. But it don't come overnight. It comes with a yes, going back. And I'm talking to myself. We do not like working hard. We don't. We don't. But if we do work hard and we do it strategically, man, oh, man, are the benefits great. And sometimes we need a little bit of help. We need to hire people to do things that we don't want to do. Okay. All right. Now, the last part of this is hacking your way to success. Right. So this is another little ninja trick that I learned. Well, how do we hack our way to success? How do we do that? I'm not a hacker. So how do we do that? <laughs> so here's what I do. I put people in place to make me show up when I know I don't want to show up. For example, I started a workout with me for this month of January. Anybody see that when I posted that in the group? That you could work out, like, let's work out together at 6 a.m. Woo! For the month of January, we're going to get our goals, right? Y'all saw that, right? Guess what? That wasn't for you. That was for me. <laughs> Why? Because I know if I don't have people waiting for me, I am not going to do it. I am not going to show up if it's not a compelling reason on why I need to show up. So I said, Krista, if you want to show up and actually work and start your day and start working out, start working out, you got to have people waiting for you. So I said, meet me on Zoom at 6 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Shout out to the two to three people that show up to those calls. <laughs> Shout out to y'all, because I know some of y'all are in a whole different time zone. That's like 3 a.m. in your time zone. So I'm not talking to y'all. But the ones that you, this is your time zone too, listen, it's a great way to hack when you got people waiting for you, right? 
I did this two years ago in 2019. I started a millionaire morning call, right? On this morning call, I said, meet me at five, was it 5 a.m. or was it 6 a.m.? Those that are have been an OGs, let me know what, what time it was. I think it was 6 a.m. was the call. And I was waking up at 5 a.m. because I wanted to do my millionaire morning, right? I would wake up, I would um, do my workout, I would have tea, I would meditate, I would say my affirmations, right? This is when I was like trying to get into the mindset, okay? So I told these people, I said, hey, y'all, I'm doing a millionaire morning. We're going to meet on Zoom and we're going to talk about like what we're going to do today. We're going to hold each other count- accountable. So about 10 or 12 ladies would show up with their do-rags on and we all showing up in our hoodies and our hats and do-rags and, you know, our voices is still crackling and all that good stuff. And we would talk about, well, hey, we'll, we'll go around the room and be like, hey, Angie, what are you going to work on today? What do you want to do? And we'll just have the, a quick you know, about 15 minute conversation about that. And then we'll just hang on the line and we actually worked. Now, this was game changer for me, right? Every day I was forced to start the Zoom call at 6 a.m. because other people are now waiting for me. And I got so much done during those couple of months of us hopping on that millionaire morning. You guys don't understand the amount of productivity that you can do when it's quiet and when you're not on social media and when you don't have the kids or your family, you know, interrupting you. And when it's like still dark, but it's morning time and your mind is refreshed, you'd be surprised the amount of productivity you can get in one hour with focused attention. The ladies on the call, There were people that made quantum leaps during those couple of months. They got so much done because, again, they were being held accountable. They were being motivated because they was hearing what everybody else was working on. And you didn't want to be the person coming back on that call a week from now and saying, hey, Angie, did you do the thing you said you was going to do that you've been working on for the past week? And you coming back on that call and saying, no, you didn't want to be that person. So you did the work. Okay, this was what that call was for. And unfortunately, but fortunately, It was selfish for me because I was like, I need a way to hack this. I need a way to put people in place and hack it. Now, did it, was it um, successful for other people? Absolutely. It wasn't just me being selfish. It was actually good for other people, right? And here's the other thing. Here's another hack. I got a personal trainer. So there was a time when I'm like, and I'm about to probably get another personal trainer right now because I feel like my home workouts haven't been really moving the moving the needle for me right now. Uh, but it's something powerful. One about paying money, paying money. And it's something powerful about having someone waiting for you. Right. Because now you now this you one, you paid this person and two, you respect other people's time. So you're going to try to show up. And that's what a personal trainer did for me. It made me accountable that somebody is waiting for me right now. That I've paid and I have to be there. So hacking your way to success is saying, hey, I cannot do this by myself. I know that I have to do it, but I am not motivated to do this at all. I ran through this issue last year. Midway through the year last year, I was in pain. I was like, I need some more hires. I need people. I need more support in my business before I rip out my hair. It was so painful for me to hire. It is. It was so painful, guys. Let me tell you. So painful for me to hire people 
I would like the the process of hiring drove me crazy. The same thing, the, the same situation with those strategy sessions. It drove me crazy. Why? Because one, you got to talk to people, right? You got to see if they're a good fit. You got to communicate with them. You got to let them know your workflow, your processes. You got to see if they can rock with you, right? With your workflow and your processes. Doing that hiring while your business is growing and scaling was driving me crazy. Can somebody tell me what did I do to hack that? Type in the chat. What did I do to hack that? Shane, you actually... Uh, kind of did what I did. Guess what I did? I hired an HR person. I sat there. It hit me one day. I was like, ah, I was like, this is why companies have HR to do the hiring. So let me show you. Let me show you what I did. Okay. Let me pull up my HR lady who is bomb.com. Okay. My HR recruiter. I hired her uh let's see when did i hire her let's go to her time and payments so i've already paid this lady seven thousand dollars seven thousand dollars i paid my hr recruiter since she's been hired since last year mid last year is when she started she makes about five hundred dollars a week okay but she's still on payroll why because look i already showed you my list of all these hires that i'm trying to do right so she's she's working i told her listen i, I need these hires asap right but let me show you, she works, she's been working every week for the past couple of months, but let me tell you the results this lady has been able to get me. Me, I was a terrible hirer. I was terrible at hiring and I'm not afraid to admit that. For some reason, I would hire just based, just solely based upon my emotions, right? Did I like the person? Yes or no. <laughs> if I liked you, you got hired. Okay. That was my methodology to hiring. And obviously that wasn't the best way to hire. Okay. This lady is a trained human resources professional for the past 20 years. And she's in the Philippines. She's not even, you know, domestic, but she's trained. She's educated. And human resources, right? She's worked, she's hired for some top companies, right? So I hired her and I said, here's what I need. Can you help me out? Can you go find it? She said, yes. Boy, has she been able to deliver for me. The quality of people that are now working in my company is tenfold from what I would have ever been able to do if I was hiring myself. First of all, she does all the interviews first. So she's already vetting out all the people, right? She's already going through all of the candidates, right? To sift through them. So when she does send me a candidate, I know it is top tier quality, the person that she's sending me. And all I have to do within a matter of a few minutes of a 15 minute call is know immediately if this person is right for the job or not. I know she's already done the due diligence on their skills, right? And their expertise. She also does a good fit based upon personality because she knows my personality. But she's been able to send me quality candidates that I could not, I would not have found if I was doing this by myself. Now, did I start there? Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I would not tell you guys to start here. I started here by going to Upwork and finding my own VA first. And I found, and yes, did I have to go through a few people? Absolutely. I went through dozens of people before I finally got to the person that could rock out with me, that could actually help me 10X my business. And then from there, it's just been adding and adding and adding and adding. 
So this is just another example of how I'm hacking my way to success. Because trust me, I feel just like you guys. No, I don't want to do half of this stuff. No, I don't want to show up every day. No, I don't want to post on social media. I told a hire the other day, I said, social media is a love-hate relationship for me. I love it because it generates revenue. I hate it because I have to be so present on it, right? So guess what I'm going to do now? I'm hiring a social media marketer to come to my home, right? So if y'all see me being super, super active on social media in the next couple of months, like, hey, Krista, you doing videos, you got reels popping, you doing lives, you posting to your story seven, 10 times a day, know that it is not me. It is not me. I'm not doing it because <laughs> I hate it and I don't want to do it. Know that it is a person who will be hired by next week. And I think I found a girl because Ray, I mean, um, May, my HR coordinator has already been sending me candidates to, to um, who are a good fit for this job. So this person is going to be responsible to come to me, to come to my home a few times a week and help me do the social media, help me do the the video and help me do the reels and the Instagrams and the TikToks and the, uh, I hate it, y'all. I hate it. But guess what? It works. It gets clients. It makes you money. So wow. Yes. Thank you, Dora. <laughs> so I am going to throw some money at it. I'm going to throw some money. I'm going to hack it. So I know if I have somebody come to my house and this lady is sitting in front of me, I'm, well, we doing some reels. We shooting some video. Heck, you probably going to see her on video. I'm going to put her on some videos, right? But guess what? I guarantee you we reach more people. I guarantee you we help more people. I guarantee you we book more strategy sessions. I guarantee you we close more clients. I guarantee you it's going to double the revenue. Why? Because it's a necessary evil right now. It is. That's where the attention is at, social media. That's where we have to go. No matter how much we hate it, that's where people's attention is at, is at right now. That's where your idle client's attention is at. Okay? So let's throw some money at it. Let's put some people in my house. I'm also going to tell this person, I'm going to say, hey, a part of your job, because I, I, I put slash social media marketer slash assistant, right? Personal assistant is what I put on my job post because I need more help than social media. I need help clearing this stack of paperwork that's sitting on my desk, that's been sitting on my desk for a month, right? I need help organizing my bookshelf. I need help setting some travel appointments, right? So she's going to do more than just the social media. She's actually coming in here and helping me some some personal administrative assistant things, right? That's that I don't have or that's bugging me to do. For example, I listed out about 15 to 20 automatic charges that's been coming out of my accounts of stuff that I don't even use anymore. I added it up. It's about $1,200 a month that's coming out of my accounts on stuff and software and programs and things that I don't use. One of them is like a yoga thing where it's a subscription at $20 a month and you go on and you can watch yoga videos and do yoga. I'm like, I can do that on YouTube. Let me cancel this. Right. But guess what? How ask me how many have I canceled? Zero. Why? Cause I, I'm like, I don't have the time. I don't want to do it. Oh, I got to go to all these websites. I got to figure out which card to use. And was it PayPal? Was it this debit card? Was it this card? And I don't want to do it. 
But guess what? I'm losing $1,200 a month on stuff that I'm not even using. So what's one of the first tasks that this lady going to do when I hire her next week? Here you go. Here's everything that needs to be canceled. Go cancel them for me, please. And thank you. Stop the payment. Yes. So listen, guys, this stuff is hard freaking work, right? This stuff is hard. You guys have my deepest sympathies. You have my love. You have my support. If don't nobody get how hard this stuff is, I get how hard this stuff is. Take the strategies that I taught you today on what I've been personally doing and deploy them now. Manage your money. Budget it out. Get support. Okay? All right. So how y'all feeling? (laughs) How y'all feeling tonight? 